A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, this is Swiftish, and I'm Shelby. And um, this horse person over here is Ashley. <laughs> I am. No, the we're reason. both going through it. <laughs> we are. We are. But I, I will take the blame for last week's episode hiatus. My little girl was sick, and then I got sick. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the story goes. I'm still recovering from some sort of. I don't even know what. Penny had oh. pink eye, disgusting, thoughts and prayers, thank you. I got it, but survived. And oh. now I just have this cold. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's I, I don't get is, and I know this isn't anything related to Taylor Swift, but kids are supposed to build up their immune system by going to daycare. Yeah. And I would just assume that us as parents, we're old. We have a great yeah, immune system. Yeah, we already have immune system. Yeah. <laughs> No. You're right. This is huh. this Not is a conspiracy. I hate it. Um, but there's lots to talk about. I feel like Taylor Swift Lessons. listened to our episode last time and was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I do have a music video I haven't dropped yet. I guess I should get on that." Because literally know. the day of our podcast, she was like, "Oh, Lavender Haze finally coming out." Mm-hmm. Very and hysterical. as you recall, we complained. Yes. On that episode being like, well, like what happened to Lavender Haze is Yeah, like what is she just waiting like for? A, <laughs> yeah. Was it some kind of like fever dream we all had? But then it came yeah. out. Then it yeah. came out. And it was interesting because that we have, we dropped an episode that day. Uh, we talked about Bejeweled, the music video Bejeweled. You really liked it because it kind of um, went along like a story arc. And you're like, let's get back yeah. into that. Like Taylor story time music video and then we got lavender haze which <laughs> definitely was not i think it was like the opposite of um it was like yeah it was like sitting enjoyed. comfortably between like style which is probably her most like let's call it artistic um music videos and then something <laughs> more like um what was it is it not ready for it the other in game in game, oh, yeah. the music video, mm-hmm. which is very much just vibes and like yes. hot set set pieces. Um, <laughs> I thought you were saying something else. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I watched a different end game, but yeah, send me that link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't like mad about it. I just was like, okay. I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth on. I liked parts of it. I thought she looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. I liked some of the like. I loved the dance scene what the second half of the music video i enjoyed yeah and the then if i stop before the like weird box and koi fish in space then it's like i like that pocket yes <laughs> yes it's so like it opens up with taylor in bed with shirtless ashley um not me sorry you guys yeah and then she, and it's at midnight and she has a cloud over her head and then she's on a couch watching the guy on the screen forecast midnight rain and she's crawling through lavender flowers towards the tv yeah. and then she opens the tv curtains into you know the Shelby's favorite scene, the koi fish. And then she's at that party serving a lot of PDA. There's people whispering about her, taking pictures. Um, and then she's just dancing like no one's watching with her lover. And yeah. then at the end, a lot of people, you and I text back about that, when she's looking out the window in the empty room and she opens up the curtains and there's koi fish. And then she realizes she can push down this this, this little room she's in and she can be out in the, the space <laughs> with the blanket of clouds yeah. with the koi fish. <laughs> people are like she just broke the lover house and there's no more eras and then other people are like oh the koi fish represent um joe because he's a pisces and that's a fish and I was like, that's weird like I, I don't i don't know well i think there's like like i think there's less okay so taylor's music videos are kind of like hard to they're often like divisive Mm -hmm. um like we've said they're either like really storyboarded like the man and it's just like a narrative and boom 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 visual after visual or they're hyper easter egg centric like me or something like lover where you're Mm -hmm. like what's happening here but like i guess we're picking up clues 
And some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people are like, this is her most visually like beautiful music video. Um, yeah, Lavender Haze. Some people I mean, are like Ashley, Lath Ashley's. Yeah, Lath Ashley's looking good. Yes. Um, it's like, and what she said about it was interesting too, is that she shared that this was the first music video she she conceptualized and planned. We know from Lath Ashley that this was filmed in the summer before there was any word of Midnight's, and he thought, oh, it might be like a re-recording she's doing because again she does that thing where no one involved knows the song that they're performing yeah, to yeah. so they're just like vibing to silence and she has a little <laughs> earpiece in so she knows what's happening and so with that in mind I watched this music video and I was like oh this was meant to be the lead single like it seemed yeah. like a music video because it references other tracks on the album it has like nods to the incense on her bedstand table um there's midnight rain like you said there's the mastermind um vinyl record like Mm -hmm. everything about it seemed a little bit like it was meant to be the first but then because anti-hero she like liked it more or thought it was a better lead song that came out and then bejeweled came out so it's it's interesting that she sat on this for so long, but it's also the one where she's like, this is where I dreamed up the 70s aesthetic. Like, this is how I knew I wanted the vibes of the whole album to be. Mm-hmm. And and so it is interesting that it's sort of this like standalone, almost like, um, what's the term? Like a, uh, like she just like buried it. And now we're like looking at it and being like, oh, like what, <laughs> what could have been? What an interesting lead up. And yeah. so it sort of like sits alone and kind of doesn't – I don't know. It, it Like the Easter eggs aren't as like – they're almost like so obvious because at the time mm-hmm. if they'd released first, it wouldn't have been as obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the Easter eggs that I was like in Bejeweled expecting where I was like, why doesn't she like have a reference to a lyric or something like she's done in the past? But – yeah, because yeah, I feel more, like it yeah, it would have made more sense to have even if she went with like anti-hero, the first lead one, but she released Bejeweled like a week later or within that week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. And then, like, it would have made sense to be anti-hero, lavender haze, if you will, within that first week, and then before speak now to mm. Bejeweled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like I would love to sit down and talk to her about her masterminding this because um, it wasn't like it, – it wasn't an infuriating music video, like I said. I think there's open interpretations to be had where some people think the koi fish are just a Speak Now reference because yep. she had that guitar that has koi fish on it. Um, mm-hmm. And there people, was koi fish in Bejeweled music video and yes. Koi Fish in the anti-hero music video. So it kind of ties oh, yeah. all three together too. Who knows what's coming? Maybe there's uh, a maybe there's now, a vault track called Koi Fish. <laughs> speaking of vault tracks, did you hear about the two snippets of the Lover vault tracks that got released? <laughs> wait, wait, I want to finish talking about this music <coughs> video first. Okay, let's stop. Let's okay. go. Okay, because there is a lot of weird <laughs> stories we should have led with, but now we're in this and I just want to finish it. Okay, my um, mind is, my ADD mind is going everywhere. <laughs> Keep me on track. No, because I I saw a reading of this music video that made okay. me laugh um, where they're like, every time she's with Lath alone, she's unhappy. She's like stewing. She has her rain cloud over her. She's sad. She's like trying to crawl somewhere. The only place where she's happy is when other people are watching her. But then her true happiness is found. Okay, stay with me. Okay. When she, at the end of the music video, she's like, I don't want this. I just want to stay in my lavender haze. And she, she pushes down the house, revealing that it was a set all along. And she's going to crawl into her cloud alone or with a secret lover that was not this public lover at all after all and that is why this is a queer lavender (laughs) okay but thinking about it when she woke up all sad he was asleep she wasn't really like even interacting she was just unhappy in the bed with him she was unhappy in the midnight we know the midnights keep her up at night yeah she's like doing this dude i wish it was a girl that's that's yeah messaging i know and then she like see i don't know I like. Oh, I, I don't, don't stand know. by that. Um, 
I feel the need to justify. I bring up a lot of Gaylor theories. Mm-hmm. One because I find them delightful. Oh yeah. And slightly unhinged. Um, and I, I don't know. think I don't think she's saying that, but I think it ties into the fact that when Lavender Haze as a title was released, yes. people were like, yeah. "This is about lesbian relationships." Yeah. Yeah, well, because uh, I, I didn't know that Lavender was tied to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Um, maybe I, I probably should have. So I, I Googled it right before this, and it's a combination of the pink um, like symbol that gay men were first forced to wear in the concentration camps and the black symbol designating lesbians as political prisoners in the Nazi Germany. And so... Uh, the LGBTQ civil rights movement took back these symbols and these colors to them to like make you know the pride and community come together. So that's where that kind of ties from. And a lot of people are upset because they're like, Taylor says she's such a strong ally. She knows these weird rumors about her um, are out. Why would she go into the lavender haze? Like, why would she go that way? And she did say she was watching Mad Men. And that's a common phrase they used and she thought it sounded really cool and she looked it up and, you know, it described being in love, like you're in a lavender haze. Um, it just is yeah. very interesting that she releases lavender haze, the, the, the LGBT Swifties kind of like go in that little like, oh my gosh, this is like a queer themed song. And then she directly goes on to Instagram and she says, um, what By does she say? <laughs> I, I don't have it here. I have it somewhere. Um, I don't know, but she says that, you know, uh, like my relationship for the first six years, we've had to dodge weird rumors, tabloid stuff, yeah. and just ignore it. So this is the song is about the act of ignoring that stuff to really pr- to protect the real stuff. So they're like, yeah, no, I think about the weird stuff, the weird rumors. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of feedback around all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we'll be able to get into with the song. But I guess mm-hmm. with the music video specifically, it was just a funny reading I saw on different Reddit threads and Twitter feeds where it's like, what does this breaking down the house mean? I don't think it's mm-hmm. the lover house. I think it's really her just saying she felt trapped. And now even though she's living in a fishbowl, there's like a whole universe within it. Mm-hmm. And she's like able to like have her happy little cloud where she can like escape and no one no one really knows what's going on. Except for her lover. Except for her lover. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, she's had a busy week aside from this. And also yes, this is one is. of her only music videos without a spoken word moment in a while. So, hmm. Well, a lot of people think that there are going to be more singles and music videos because of this. So it's very interesting to see if uh, we'll get other spoken word music videos. Because she said Mastermind Mrs. and Midnight Rain. She mastermind Midnight Rain, and she said these are the first of the three music videos that have been released. So they're like, have been released. Uh, so there's uh, some that aren't released. Uh, I don't know. This is the first video I wrote out of the three that have been released. Interesting. Yeah. Like, is that yeah. just me speaking? I'm not calculating with what I say, how I, guess I that's, say it. Yeah. I guess that is a weird way to phrase it if there weren't yeah. more planned. But I also feel like Homegirl needs to get those re-recordings out. Like, please. <laughs> yes. I like – there's only so many Easter eggs I can take that slapping me in the face with yeah. speak now. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm getting whiplash. Yeah. This one, yeah. So anyways, the news of the week, going back yes. to that. Yeah, there's been a bunch of weird stuff happening. Obviously, mm-hmm. she was at the Grammys. Um, she won mm-hmm. for the best – music video directing or something short or all film, too well yeah the short yeah. film yeah <laughs> the short film that. it's not a music video guys um <laughs> but that one so, was that was not on air so there was no acceptance speech around that and then she do they do expect acceptance speeches for people who aren't on air like is there an acceptance no. speech we didn't see okay so the grammys switch every year what awards will be televised um obviously there's like 7,500,000 awards that the Grammys give out. Um, But the television portion of that, the televised portion, only highlights, I think, 12. Um, So things happen like off screen, but it's not like there's a, it's not like she goes up and gives an acceptance speech and it's just not televised. It's just, it's just, oh, you won. Like it's just someone walks up to you with an award. I wonder why they didn't decide to air that just because. She's a big pull in viewership. 
Supposedly, it's like random how they choose what okay. gets aired um, of the major categories. And so it's like decided before the show which mm. ones will be. Um, and she was there because she was also nominated for Best Song, which is the Songwriting Award. Mm-hmm. And I think Best Record, which is the mm-hmm. like production award. Was she nominated for Best Album of the Year for Red Re-Recording? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, And songwriting, the song is the one that she's wanted because that's the one that's for songwriters. That's the one that highlights songwriting. And the Grammys are just this like salty little grumpy group of (laughs) the Recording Academy (laughs) are just like losers who love. They like get off on withholding certain Mm -hmm. things from big stars that they think are like too – they just expect it. Like, that's why Beyonce's mm-hmm. never won album of the year, even though she's the most awarded Grammy artist of all time. Mm-hmm. It's like, because that's the one she wants. And they're like, no, this is mine. And I think yeah. it's the same for Taylor where it's like, oh, you want this? Do you want Red. this? Like, sorry, yeah. we'll give you everything else, but not this. And yeah. so she just has to sit there and take it. Oh, but she showed up. And I, I assume they know what they're winning before they come. Yeah. Right? It's like so, like she knew she was gonna I don't get know. an award, <laughs> but she wasn't gonna be. You know, she wanted to do her. It was a promotional stunt. Like her, her outfit was midnight blue. Which did you like her outfit? Did I like her outfit? Did you like her outfit? Did I like her outfit? Yes, putting you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know your. Answer. I didn't. I didn't love it. I think yeah. you and I talked about this. I, mm-hmm. I, I often love Taylor's outfits. I like her yeah. streetwear usually a lot more than her award wear but I think there's just been this interesting choice especially across the Midnight's era where her outfits aren't highlighting the best like the most stunning part of her which is her height like it like it mm-hmm. shortened her to have that yeah. crop top moment because but it wasn't it only the top like, moment it was the the skirt and the length of the skirt weirdly enough like the way that it hit the ground really made mm. her just look more boxy and she's a the least boxiest person I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen like she well I think honestly divided. it's like I'm not saying that she has to like oh you have to have your your thigh high slit every time yeah. even though I think that's super flattering and I think mm. like my favorite look of hers is the Grammy like blue dress with the thigh with the big split and Mm -hmm. the pink heels. Like, I love that look for her. Mm -hmm. But even if she wanted to do full coverage, like long sleeve, full coverage, I think she would have looked taller if it hadn't had that cropped suddenly cut out because it just like, whoa, it just breaks up the eye, the vision, and it -hmm. it shortens her visually for anyone looking at her. And not to say she doesn't look great. Like, she, I really liked her makeup look. I I think she's beautiful. I just think she could do – more fun things because she has a body that's built like a model. Like she could yeah. show up in anything, but she keeps showing up in things that aren't like cut for a tall person, aren't yeah. really flattering her or drawing attention to maybe the things that are, I don't know, I don't know kind of most outstanding. I, like I just, it. I want a little bit, I want a little bit more. I want her to either mm. do something more daring like she did that year she did the Oscars um, black bodice gown or to do something with a little bit more like um, artistry to mm. the outfit itself, which I think yeah. is partly why the, the Grammys floral dress worked is because it was so like pretty, like it was an mm. art piece almost. Yeah, it was. And I think she could do something like that with something structured but just a little bit more playful instead of just these jumpsuits and and mini dresses that aren't always built for someone as tall as she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm that's just, my hobby. I mean, it just shows you how real she is, though, because I, <laughs> as a short person, have a hard time dressing my body. Yeah. So if Taylor, a multimillion billionaire, is having a hard time <laughs> dressing her body, too, relatable. There you go. I know, but happy. she's paying for a stylist who should be able yeah. to do this sort of thing mm-hmm. and – and it's like, I think, yeah, there's just something sort of dated about that look. Like it's something that was very trendy like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like a little late to the party almost where it's it's something we've seen before that yeah. under boob cut, like we've seen it. 
And so there wasn't like anything being added to it that necessarily like wowed me. But Mm -hmm. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people thought she was beautiful. A lot of fans. Oh, and she was beautiful though. Like you're saying anything bad about her. You know, her her eyes were popping, her hair was great. She like the color was beautiful on her. The cut wasn't, but the color was. And And she's having a good time. Like she did the glam bot, which she usually just like rushes through Mm -hmm. the red carpet. She doesn't want to talk to anyone anymore, but she did the glam bot looking good. She told off some of the paparazzi and was like, guys, just calm down. I'll be here. She (laughs) was having a good time at the Grammys, dancing for every song, clearly getting a little bit. Standing ovations, drinking. She went up to Harry and said, you know, whatever. Hello. How are you? (laughs) Good luck facing off on Beyonce tonight. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ride that wave. I promise I won't (laughs) storm the stage. Um, But yeah, it was kind of a big night for her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then on that same day, uh, two of her... I think it was Lover Snippets and Release Songs got, got released and that sent yeah. everybody in a frenzy. I think the two songs were like all the girl to all the girls and I think it was also Need. I think those yeah, were the title. Need and all of the girls. All of the girls and the people thought they were, think that they were on Lover. And I listened to a snippet and I was trying to find a snippet again today. But Taylor and her team have gone through and you cannot find any snippets. It says like taken down by copyright owner, taken down by copyright yeah. owner. So it's very yeah. interesting to see. Um, I know. To it comes back to that, what is it, the insider circle or whatever? Yeah. Taylor's yes. inner circle. <laughs> Everyone was blaming Lana. They're like, she's taking out with Lana. Lana did it. Lana did it. So I don't know. No, don't the inner circle found it somehow like weeks ago and had been talking about it. But then oh. something leaked to that day for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who had it, but someone on Twitter leaked it. Yeah. Even though I was reading that the inner circle was like selling it. Like they're like, we have this track. We'll give it to you for a thousand dollars. Like, yeah. I don't know how they get it. I don't know who these people are. How who it's are verified. the inner circle? What's the inner circle? It's just an anonymous inner circle. Oh, you haven't heard of it? No. And I, people on here it's probably like haven't this, either. No. So it's like this secret group that's, it's not Taylor and it's probably not like Taylor Nation, but somehow they're just like – it's sort of like Dumois, but it's like Taylor-centric yeah. and it's like focused on finding unreleased tracks. And oh. somehow they have like access to knowing what these tracks are about or having hmm. heard some of the tracks. I don't know like how it came to be or who these people are, um, but they'll just like – they have like their own secret – like not secret. They have their own like – Twitter and website where they like talk about these tracks and um, like a lot of times they they knew what was going to come out on the on the vault tracks because they're like oh yeah this was released like this was going to be released this time like blah 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 and so they had like a whole list about I mean this whole article about or this whole post about all of the girls and like what it's about and what it sounds like and they're like they're basically like (laughs) Genus. Like they're just these super fans who are like, can you imagine a song with some trumpets and Taylor singing about how she's grateful for Joe's exes because they made the man she has today. They taught him stuff in and stuff in bed where she <laughs> continual gift that keeps on getting. I'm trying yeah. to find this. Yeah. It's so just cool. like I don't even know if it's just they just call themselves Taylor's Inner Circle. I swear we've talked okay. about this because I found it so grating the way they're like so sn- stuck up about it. They're like, we know stuff and we're not going to give it to you, but we're sure as hell going to let you know we have it. Oh, and no. I- it's just like – and so I listened to the snippet too, mm-hmm. which is kind of like silly because then you're just like, okay, I have a 10-second loop in my head, but I have no idea how it would have sounded and like – Clearly, yeah. she cut this for a reason. Was she in the right frame of mind to make those decisions? No, because she gave us, she gave us me, me and she gave us. It's nice to have a friend. And hey, frankly, take that any back. of those, <laughs> take that back. I know that either of these songs would be better than that. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like all the girls, a heart is drawn around your name and someone's handwriting, not mine. We're sneaking out into town holding hands, just killing time. Your past and mine are parallel lines, stars all aligned, but they intertwine and taught you the way you call me baby. Treat me like a lady. All I can say is all of the girls you've loved before brought you here. I want to teach you how we'll ever visit the girls you loved before. Um, yeah, it's like an unfinished. Yeah. You don't know what. Like but it's I like it's all. And weird. also, Lover as an album is already overstuffed. That it's like there's probably good reason she cut this, and it sounds like thematically similar to other tracks on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we just have to acknowledge that Taylor Swift and most songwriters, most artists, have a ton of songs that they've drafted, kind of worked on, kind of was like no, like not every scrap song is. Mr. Perfectly Fine. You know, yeah, like no. there's reasons that some things. That being said, Joel Little is the producer, and Joel Little is my least favorite producer Taylor's oh, worked with. On, on these tracks? Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe he's happy. just bad at picking, and he's like, no, me is a hit, and we've got to see this through. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's going down in history for something, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but did but... you see Lana Del Rey? Um, made a comment today or yesterday no what did you ah! this is Don't a tell me. hilarious <laughs> story she she just has this like second instagram account um like it's really? verified it's her but it's okay. like she has a second instagram account and she'll like post like behind the scenes photos and like so she posted a bunch of photos of her with taylor and jack antonoff and mm-hmm. then she just like randomly in the caption was like talking about Oh, uh, snow on the beach. What a good time. I would have sung the entire second verse if I'd known oh. I was the only feature. <laughs> really? And no one knows it's like no one knows if she's like joking or if she's like dragging Taylor, she's mad about it. Like she and Taylor hung out right after the Grammy, so I don't yeah. think there's bad blood per se. But the way she and described that, it is like I okay. thought there would be more features on the album. So I was like fine to do backup, but then listening it's like I guess I should have done a full verse you know <laughs> yeah okay because like you and I have already always talked about like oh maybe they're just fine with just, you know being in the background yeah. now she's like yeah. no I would have <laughs> I would have fought for a verse yeah oh, I gosh. think she also deleted it so who knows how that ended. I wonder if I she was and see, maybe that's why everyone thought thinks Lana um released it then Oh, it. that's what, where the joke came she's from she's on a rampage because she's salty yeah okay that makes so much sense I am so happy that to know that. I had no idea that she had a backup account either. So I know. Go, people. Go it might be, oh, it's because it's a private account. Like it's still a million people or something, but it's like smaller than her personal account. So I mean, but she her, accepts people. Have you? I haven't have added her. You? Okay. So other people like shared it. Her caption. That is hilarious. <laughs> I know. Oh, it made me, it, it killed me. I just think it's so funny. And yeah, honestly, relatable. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, oh, I wonder like what other people yeah. would want to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But anyways. What are we really here for today though? What are we here for? Um, Lavender Haze. Yeah. <clears throat> Shocker. Lavender Haze. I know we're circling back um, yes. after getting <laughs> distracted there for a minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, Lavender Haze is the lead single. I mean, the lead track off of Midnight's um it's it's the one that's like written by Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, Jahan Sweet, Soundwave, Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. Sam Du, and then also included a production credit for this jazz singer Braxton Cook. It's a mess of people. It's kind of yeah. funny to think of how that all happened and what they all contributed. Well, Zoe I think Kravitz that two of them used to be roommates and that's how like, yeah. the jazz singer got pulled in cuz he was roommates with one of the other writers yeah. and it was just a interesting mess. Yeah, well, what's funny about that is um, Braxton Cook, he was roommates with Jahan Sweet. And he, Jahan, who's this big producer who works with a lot of famous people like Beyonce and whatever, was like, hey, do you have anything that's like, do you have sort of a, do you have like something to share? Have you been working on anything? And so Braxton Cook sent a voice memo of him working out a pop tune. It's just me singing over a couple chords. He, I sent it to him. He flipped it and reinterpreted it. 
and made it sound like a process sample. That was like a year or two ago. And then it turned up on Taylor's record and I hadn't even been aware that I'd be credited. I just, he just like oh. suddenly everyone was texting him and was like, why are you on this track? And he's like, he's like, when I, it's buried deep in the song throughout it. It's just this little vocal part that's looping throughout the track. But Taylor like gave him a production credit, probably because she's sick of being sued, but also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also because wonder- she is like good at, at wanting to give people credit, even if they're just in the room, basically. Yeah. If they have no idea that they're they're being <laughs> featured on her her album, I wonder how much he, yeah. he gets paid for that. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't think you get paid. I think you get a production credit at the end. You don't get you, paid like, for. How, okay. I mean, if he's just sending a clip to his friend and his friend's like, "I might work with this," and it's like, yeah. you know, that's the relationship they have because it's like, like obviously Taylor Swift pays like. Aaron Dessner to be her producer but if they're just like oh I have the sound like you want to use it like she's used like that's how she worked with Jack Antonoff in 1989 Mm -hmm. he's like oh I have this like sick beat for I know places do you want to try it or whatever and she's like yeah but you think they're getting paid too though like somehow somehow people are I'm sure yeah once you're in a formal relationship where you're like yes I want to work on this track but I doubt it's like I mean, maybe, maybe he is like, oh, here's 20 bucks, like, you know, but I don't think it's a residual situation okay. where he's, like, getting, if it won a, an award, he'd get a Grammy for being a producer on yeah. it, but mm-hmm. he's not, like, getting any of the Spotify plays. Um, and then Zoe Kravitz has, like, been sort of a friend of Taylor's. I read this article that they had quarantined together during COVID at yes. some parts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've I've, I've read I that, know. and I've also heard read a lot of Reddit theories about how the two of them were in a relationship. Oh, so spicy, yeah. very spicy, yeah. very spicy. Well, lavender haze—it's all coming together. Yeah. And then um. I know last week I told you she was in a show called High Fidelity. So yeah, after a lot of other rumors are coming You're through right. too. Oh my gosh! Wow, I plot know. twist. Um, I know. What a tangled web. Um, but yeah, Lavender <laughs> Haze, I think people liked it. It was very critically acclaimed. Like a lot of reviewers liked mm-hmm. it. Rolling Stone said it's a subtle and shimmering sound, set the mood for Midnight's. Pop Matters said it's an infectiously danceable tune. Uh, Pace called it sultry with um, lyrics expressing feminist discontent. And mm-hmm. Billboard ranked it as one of two tracks that of Taylor's that they thought were the best of 2022. I mean, that kind of makes sense because it also like it peaked at number two on the Billboard 100. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it's number 69 of the best songs of I think 100 of 2022, mm-hmm. which is too many songs. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Antihero got the fifth spot on their list. Lavender Haze was at 69. Okay. And you liked it, right? When it this is like a good – this is one yeah. we liked, right? Yeah. It wasn't like top, top tier. It wasn't low tier. It was like eh, – like it, it rose up and down depending on like my mood. Like yeah. – and you can't – like you you can't lose with, you know, the, the intro on the first track, Meet Me at Midnight. Like it just kind of <laughs> like puts you into that mood. So I, I like it. I definitely do like it. And there's not like – when you get into the lyrics – there, it's not super deep and you're not like weeding through so many like analysis and, and uh, you know, big words and big, big yeah. words. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's a nice song. It's a nice song. Yeah. And it gets her, her point across. It is very interesting that she pulled the whole entire aesthetic of the midnight's era from this song and from this music video. Like, it's just very interesting that that's like what inspired it, that psychedelic video, you know, where I, Someone has to be on edibles in, in order to, like, think of that. Like, <laughs> that haze is coming from somewhere, you know? Yes, it's, yes, uh, it's... <laughs> it's smoke didn't disappear. But, um, nope. yeah, I think it's also interesting because even when the album came out, this song, I was like, oh, damn, this is what we're getting, like, sort of this yep. heavy on the horns, like, synth, like, kind <laughs> of deeper pop. But mm-hmm. then the rest of the song is kind of, don't follow that same, um, uh, I don't know, vibe. Yeah. It feels a little bit like this is a one-off, 
which is, is that also why interesting. she didn't use it as the single then? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. if she would have released it as the first single, even it's, it's, say she did it like she normally does. Normally, she gives us a song, and then we get the album afterwards. If she would have given us that, the song and then the album, it just wouldn't have meshed yeah. well. Which is really interesting because it was her whole inspiration for her for the album and the mm-hmm. look and the aesthetics, and it doesn't really match everything. I know. And it is kind of like when you pull back the curtain on it, you're like, huh, like cuz it is like very dancey. It's very like yeah. like you said, kind of simplistic in its imagery, imagery and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um but I do feel like it's sort of like it's like you're walking into a club and it's kind of the first smoky room and then you work mm-hmm. walk further in and you get more like deeper into the shell of the space. And so I feel like this is kind of a in some ways, it feels like throwing a bone to be like, we're going somewhere different, guys. But then it's yep. kind of like, it, I don't know, because it, it does feel like the album isn't as messy sonically as something like Lover where it, mm-hmm. or Red, where it's kind of all over the place as far as the sounds she's exploring and experimenting with. Um, but Lavender Haze does feel like an island unto itself where it's mm-hmm. kind of um, more dance and less your usual like pop with a story and you have a big bridge and this climactic moment and this is much more I don't know kind of just a dance a dance party but it does remind me of delicate so it's not like Mm -hmm. she's done things she hasn't done things like this in the past where it's more big question and less granular details And I think it does remind me a lot of like reputation tracks because it it spins a lot of the same wheels you get in dress and delicate and call it what you want and all of that. Oh my gosh, I'm just like watching you die a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I am uh, muting my mic when I when I cough. It's just uh, tickling. I'm like I feel tickling bad just keeping bit. talking, and you're like behind the scenes you guys you can see me coughing if you want to watch our patreon video <laughs> and i'm just sitting here like blah 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 <laughs> people are like dming like oh my gosh ashley's choking to death <laughs> and peeing a little bit you guys you watched <laughs> bachelor last night you'll get a laugh at <laughs> i haven't watched Babies. that yet but um lavender haze um yeah should we get into it? The lyrics, Let's I guess? get into it. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You're reading this week. I'll go ahead and read. Okay. So first off, um, it starts with Meet Me at Midnight, which frankly, I'm also interested in your take about because yeah. it's it seems like a line she wanted to start the album with, but I don't know yes. if it blends with this song particularly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think she wanted to open with that. And it like she worked it into the music video. Yeah. To kind of like make sense. But throughout the song, it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Meet me at midnight. Like, where does this fall into? Yeah. Because I just want to sit here. The English reader in me wants to be like, who's me? Who's who's meeting her? What's happening? Is this what they're singing about at midnight together? Is she singing to us as we join her in her depression, in her melancholia? I think it's us. We're meeting her at midnight throughout this whole album. Yeah. That I think it's to us because obviously, well, obviously in the music yeah. video, he's sleeping at midnight and he's not getting up and meeting her at <laughs> he midnight. He is unbothered. <laughs> it is us. Maybe that's why she's mad and sad. She's like, wake up with me. She's like, come on. Yeah, because she sings, um, staring at the ceiling with you. Oh, you don't ever say too much. And you don't really You're read sleeping. into my melancholia. Did I cut you off? Oh, I was just saying because she's sleeping. Because because he's sleeping. He's sleeping. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I dude. <laughs> with this. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is an interesting like um visual where she's and she's not subtle, right? Like it literally pulls back to show a depressive cloud over her, like she's Eeyore, yeah. and it's just like, mm, I feel bad about something. And <laughs> I think that's interesting because to her, she's, like, happy to just have someone who's, like, sitting there with her, not trying to solve it, not trying to call her crazy, yes. not trying to be, like, get over it, not trying to be, like, why would this make you so upset? He's just mm-hmm. staring at the ceiling with her, and he's not bothered by it. He's not concerned about her melancholia because he knows, like, 
he's allowing her to feel that, to process that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a sign of a healthy partner where it's less like you're making me uncomfortable. Like, can you change your behaviors or let's solve this for you? Like, we got to make you feel better. Yeah. It's like, have you read Grumpy Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> It's a children's book. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. It's the cutest little book. And it's about a monkey who's very grumpy and everyone's trying to fix it. And he's just like, he's just like, no. And the end of the book is like, he realizes it's okay to be grumpy sometimes. Like sometimes you just have to feel it. Yeah. And I think that's how Joe is for her. Yes. Well, it's interesting too, because she always describes him in color as blue. Yeah. Like just like a, which kind of makes a melancholia kind of like, he's just kind of there he's just he's just vibing he's like the inside out character who's like it's okay you can be sad that's a that's a that's a valid feeling too taylor and she's like yeah (laughs) and he's gonna stick with her whether she's happy sad any of the any of the colors yeah (laughs) yeah and it's so the big word in this whole song is the melancholia that's the that's that's the word of the day and she drags it out, so it's like you don't really read into my melancholy. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're <laughs> like, like, oh, right? yeah. <laughs> and I think that's nice because, like, uh, melancholic is like honestly was sort of hyper policed in women, especially in earlier decades and centuries, where it's like mm-hmm. women were literally sent away because they were too sad and like mm-hmm. the men didn't know how to deal with it and they needed to they needed to um what's the word I'm thinking of like a doctor needed to um institutionalize them <laughs> well yeah but it's like they needed I wanted to say prescribed but I just mean like the 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 doctors needed to give it a term because it was so oh. unbelievable to someone they needed to like <laughs> I'm going to get like yeah. six emails. It's like, Shelly, this is the word you were thinking of. But it doesn't matter. The point is that melancholia as it exists, like as a word, was Diagnosed often weaponized them. against. Yes. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. <laughs> Our two mom brains equals one real brain. Yes, we did it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like used to diagnose women and like kind of not help them, but just kind of vilify them. And um, mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. hey. You're not like overthinking this. You're not saying this is who I'll always be. You're not saying this is something that needs fixing or um, medicating. Like it is just you don't read into it, and that's like a refreshing thing for her. Yeah, which makes yeah. me think her boyfriends have been real losers in the past. I mean, Calvin Harris, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not cannot will not. Um, but she goes on and says, I've been under scrutiny. Yeah. Oh yeah. You handle it beautifully. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the shit is new to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I guess I'll just read the chorus too, since we're building up to it. And she says, I feel a lavender haze creeping up on me. So real. I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. No deal. The 1950s shit they want from me. I just want to stay in that lavender haze. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It must be hard not to like – when I read, uh, I'm always like, I just want to stay in the lavender haze. I like love yeah. – and then there's that TikTok dance. Um, I don't know who the guy is, but he does the – I'm an under scrutiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he does a little <laughs> dance too and his hand goes back and forth. And every single time this chorus plays, I'm always like dancing like him. That's so cute. Yeah. I like that. I like that like – lead up where it's like I've been under scrutiny but you handle it beautifully and then she seems to say you handling it beautifully is like new to me because usually my partners go crazy they make me feel crazy like you look Mm -hmm. at Calvin Harris you look at the rumors around Tom Hiddleston's breakup you look Mm -hmm. at out of the woods and the the tension of a Harry Styles relationship and it is like she hasn't had someone who's been able to handle the spotlight with her in the way that yep. she needs it, where it's either an ego like battle, like it seemed yeah. to be with Calvin Harris, or Tom Hiddleston is trying to drag her under the spotlight and she's like, I can't handle anymore. Yeah. Um, and so here she's like, man, you handle this beautifully. And I like that that's, that's what she's dedicating to him. It's not it's not that he's hot. It's not that, oh, wow, you used to be poor and now you're not. Like, <laughs> her songs about Joe tend to explore a lot of different um, 
reason she loves him. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the one that feels like so fresh in a way because she's like, you can handle my absolute batshit life. Both the issues I bring to the table as being someone who doesn't want to be as concerned with the public scrutiny, but sometimes struggles with that spotlight. But also like you're just showing up for me in ways other people haven't. It's kind of giving me not not the sound, but the overall kind of theme kind of give me peace vibes. Like mm-hmm. if I can never give you peace, like is that gonna be okay? Yeah, exactly. Um it just you know, she's been under scrutiny, which equally means he's also under that scrutiny too. Yeah. And it's not scrutinizing him, it's scrutinizing Taylor and him. Like so many interviews he's been to, it's like talking about Taylor and him that he finally had to be like, look at this is our private life. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know if I ever will talk about it, but like, can yeah. we just like move yeah. on with that? So like, I do like that. I, I like that part of their relationship, how she mm-hmm. sings and she explores that into different genres and different eras we've gotten in the past few years. Yeah. And like she said, talking about this song, like it's about her six year relationship and the weird, six years, wow. the weird rumors they've had to dodge and the, the constantly like, pointing questions about like are you engaged are you married did you have a secret love child like what's happening yeah. here and i think that would be really hard to live with especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to have your own public career where it's like he could be like guys why are you talking to me about this i am in a movie let's talk about that yeah. but instead he just like handles it really well and so i think that's yeah. why he handles it beautifully he handles it beautifully <laughs> and i think that's why it's a nice pivot to this verse where it's like i I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say Um, because that feels like it references this common refrain of damned if I do, damned if I don't. And she kind of flips Mm -hmm. it on her head to realize, no, no, I'm not the victim here. What would be the real crime is caring about what people think, what people have to say when I have this little miracle. And so I'm Mm going to focus my energy on protecting that rather than worrying about what people think of me. Yeah. Yeah. I like this chorus. Like sometimes the choruses, I'm kind of like, oh, they're fine, they're fine. But I really like how deep this chorus is into mm-hmm. like some of the issues that she's been dealing with, like the 1950s shit they want for me. Um, and I damned if I do give a damn what people say. It's a, it's a very like thought provoking chorus. Yeah, and like obviously that seems to be the most referential to her mute. Um, Midnight's Mayhem with me where she explained yeah. like what Lavender Haze meant to her and yeah. how it is like this. Um, how did she say it? She said, um, uh, yeah, it's a common phrase about being in love and how she's like, I guess theoretically when you're in that lavender haze, that all-encompassing love glow, you'll do anything to stay there and not let people bring you down off of that cloud. And so it's like that's a neat segue into that message for her where she's like, this guy's been cool. He's handled this well. Now let's talk about me. And like I have to stop caring about this. I have to stop wanting these things. I have to stop projecting this like, cliched idea of romance and instead just be happy with what I have and like Mm -hmm. really treasure that because like Taylor has been the one who's sung about that 1950s shit like she loves a cliche romance she loves the idea of a happily ever after and this this like wedding and this partner and this eternal love and so it's interesting to have her shake it off in this sort of dance song where she's like you know what? No, like no deal. I don't want that anymore. What I want is this mm-hmm. and I'll I'll take it for as long as I get it. And I'm going to like yeah. protect this little cloud we're living on. Yeah. And that's one thing I was thinking too when I was listening to the song, the 1950s shit. Like you just think about like where she came from and what she started out her career and what story she was telling then, like love story, yeah. um, our song, like all these songs that she was writing. But then I think people – haven't given her the grace to grow up and to really find herself because I remember being 18 being like writing in my journal about I'm gonna (laughs) marry this boy but then you you, but then like because I'm not in the scrutiny of a public eye I was able to grow up and find myself and not live up to those expectations uh, you know so it's Mm -hmm. uh that I set for everybody so I, I do definitely think it's very interesting that like us as a society has 
we haven't given her room to to grow up. Like everyone's just, everyone's always singing or singing, talking about like, when is she going to get married? She's already married. Like we had said, like let her do what she wants to do. Like it's fine. Yeah. change. And that's why the second verse is so exacting. She says, all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. The only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife. (laughs) great. I find it dizzying. They're bringing up my history, but you aren't even listening. And I love this part. I think this is like, honestly, one of the most like intimate moments on the album where she's Mm -hmm. like sharing this little morsel of their relationship that she loves. And like this, I find it dizzying. They're bringing up my history, but you aren't even listening. Like this double meaning where she finds it dizzying and she can't understand how he's not bothered by it. But then she's also like, wait, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of spinning out of control with you, like living in this lavender haze. I'm not listening to the white noise anymore. And that's like, that's making me feel dizzy too. Like that you, you're this partner who can actually like help me get over Mm -hmm. my own neurotic need to be liked. (laughs) Which, like, I, and we talk about this all the time. It's I find it so interesting that they ended up together because everyone would have just assumed she would have ended up with just, like, another A-plus lister because they're going to understand her situation. Mm-hmm. They're going to, which, you know, history has shown they haven't, <laughs> but they're going to understand that you're going to be in the media. You're going to be talked about. Your profile is going to be raised lower. Like, everything you do together is going to be written about. And then she ends up with someone who is trying to make it in in, in hotly Hollywood but he doesn't care. He yeah. just doesn't care. He, he's like, I'm not dating you for my profile. Maybe he is, but <laughs> maybe that's a perk. I'm not dating you because of your profile. I'm not dating. I'm not breaking up with you because of what people are saying. Like, I don't care. It's just us. We're in this lavender haze. No one else matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, honestly, very fascinating to me to watch these huge celebrities settle down with people who are like, what? Like Jennifer Lawrence marrying that dude with the weirdest name like cook something <laughs> and always... Emma Stone like married yeah. some normie too and yeah. and they kind of like disappear for a while and you feel sad because you're like oh, I like seeing them I like their yeah. interviews I like their like peppiness but then as you listen to them talk about like the mental tax it took to like be that public facing you're like okay, fine. I get it. Like I get it. Yeah. Fine. Um, but it is, there must be something that's just like appealing about these men who, while they're successful and uber rich and, and live their own sort of lavish lifestyles, aren't as concerned with the things that these huge celebrities tend to be. And so it does become a better match where it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can shine without it feeling like you're going to resent me for it. Yep. And you know how to manage these feelings better for whatever reason. Which, yeah, which for whatever reason is what kind of like blows my mind because I'm just thinking of like if all of a sudden I was dating some high profile person, like I'm not used to that. So how am I going to navigate that? Whereas like these A-plus listers are used to it and they can't navigate it at all. They break (laughs) up over it. They're giant babies. It's not a rest of development situation. They're just like little men child who are like, meh, I'm center of universe. You have to take care of me. Yeah. Um, But he's finally like, no, I don't care. And I think um, this is like a funny – it's – interesting to think of how this must have bothered Taylor for so long. Like, oh, are you going to get married? Like, why aren't you getting married? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a feminist moment so many of us go through where it's like, oh yeah. or if it's not married, it's like, once you're married, it's like, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? Like, oh, are you going to have more kids? And it's like, I need you all to get out of my business, like right away. Mm -hmm. Like, please. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And obviously celebrities like have that on a much more intense scale. Um, but so often they have to be like, oh, well, it comes with the public eye, like, you know. Yeah. And she's like, you guys look childish when this becomes your obsession about my personal life and whether or not I'm getting married. Like, that's the only interesting thing you can think to talk to me about. And I think yeah. that that's this is like a nice kind of flippant way to be like, guys, are you are you following the through line on this? Like, you, you're mad at me when I date. And now you're mad mm-hmm. that I'm not married. Like, when yes. are you going to be happy? Like, figure that out on your own time because I don't have time for it. Yeah. It's either when is Taylor going to get married or, Oh, when is Joe going to break up with her? Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. this or that. I remember 
remember like last year when there was all of those rumors that they had already gotten married, like a stop mm-hmm. or they're engaged. And then on that tweet underneath, people are like, oh, he's going to break up with her. He's going to break up with her. So it's just like, uh, so I can, yeah. I find it dizzy, dizzy. <laughs> yeah. I do. It's yeah. Um, so she goes into the chorus again. I feel a lavender haze creeping up on me. So real. I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. No deal. The 1950s shit they want from me. I just want to stay in that lavender haze, that lavender haze. And then she goes into this semi bridge where she says, talk your talk and go viral. I just need this love spiral. Get it off your chest. Get it off my desk. Talk your talk and go viral. I just need this love spiral. Get it mm-hmm. off your chest. Get it off my desk. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. a fine bridge. I like I like yeah. the essence of it. Yeah. I wish there'd been more depth to it. Yes. You know, the repetitiveness is the favor. Yeah. When I was re- reading this bridge, I, that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, I don't feel like it's deep enough for Shelby. Like it's, it's fine. Like it gets his point across, you know, talk your talk, go viral. I just need to love spiral. Like, Ashley, you go and tweet about something that's going to go <laughs> viral. I'm like, I am going to ignore it. I'm in this love spiral. Get it off your chest, but do not put it in front of me. Do not put, yeah. get it off my desk. I don't want to yeah. see it. I'm in my own little haze. I'm not even acknowledging what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and I like that it's like clearly something Taylor still struggles with. And we see mm-hmm. that through many a song, many an era, many a moment where it's like, she does still read what's on her desk. Like she does still see those headlines. Yep. And this is like one of those anthems like Shake It Off, like Mean, where she's trying to hype herself up to stop caring just a little bit less than she currently does. And so it does feel there is a mantra to it almost where she's like, okay, just do what you're going to do. It can't bother me. I have to let it go. Like just let it go and be in this be mm-hmm. be in this spiral. And I like that this imagery around being dizzy, um, spinning, and this like spiral all kind of ties together where – it is this like kind of vacuum of living in this little like eye contact with her lover, just focused on him and everything yeah. else goes blurry around her. And like there's almost this hyperactivity to needing to protect that because she can't afford personally mm-hmm. to deal with the backlash again. Like she's like, that's not something I want to live through. That's not something I want to obsess over. So I'm going to just like drown it out by focusing mm-hmm. on being happy and in love. Cute. It's very cute. (laughs) And I think it's like, um, I like this, like, get it off your chest, get it off my desk, because it does mirror her very specific level of fame, um, Mm -hmm. where there are people tweeting about her, talking about her, taking videos, pictures, all of it. Like, there's headline after headline after headline. And she's like, you guys talk about it, whatever. And then there's also this image of her, you know, having this PR machine behind her and everyone being like you need to respond to this have you thought about this we need to comment on this and she's like no no we're not doing it sorry like talk your talk and go viral but like that's not what I need anymore I'm not going to participate in that anymore is she maybe um not fully done with that a little tick maybe I mean (laughs) she's doing a good job though recently yeah Yeah. so Uh, And then she goes on to say, to repeat the chorus, I feel a lavender haze creeping up on me. So real, I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. No deal, no deal. The 1950s shit they want from me. I just want to stay in that lavender haze. Get it off your chest. Get it off my desk. That lavender haze. I just want to stay. I just want to stay in that Mm -hmm. lavender haze. So there is something that feels like it's a prayer more than a promise right now. Like where she's like okay, these midnights are still keeping me up. I still have anxiety. I still have this melancholia sometimes, but I'm doing better at remembering like what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like this was like a short song going oh, yeah. through it. And I, but I don't, I don't feel like when I'm listening to the song, it's a short song. But when I'm going through these lyrics, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, You're like, oh. It's a nice song, but I, I was like, there's there's not a lot of like, it's not all too well, you know, like that, like, yeah. or, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of, not even a lot of lyrics, it kind of like yeah. a lot of repeating stuff, but it's a great song. I, I think it's like a boppy song. Yeah, it's I, It's not a skip. <laughs> Do you think she's going to open with this? Oh, I think it would just be really, it would be a missed opportunity if she, if she did open with a, um, Maybe at midnight. Like I know, but it's like not a midnight's show. tour. 
I know. And so that's why I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. Cause like, you know, when, when we did reputation, it was are you ready for it. So I'm just kind Perfect. of like, what is she no, going no. to open up with? Is she going to go from like debut all the way to, to midnight? Like what's going to happen? I think it, it's probably likely this because Taylor loves the low hanging fruit and it does seem like the most obvious pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also would welcome like a, I think it'd be fun for her to do anti-hero and open with the hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh, because I think that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think it encapsulates like so much of her career where it's like, guys, let's work through this. Like you're all here because you you love to hate me, hate to love me type thing. All the articles are because of her. She's yeah. the problem. She's breaking up with boys. She's writing songs about them. Okay. Yes. I think but I don't that think would be so much better. You don't I think would so? love it, but I don't – I think it's just like – I think she put Meet Me in Midnight in this song thinking of her opening. I know, but this isn't a Midnight era. I know. tour. Ugh. I know. You're like giving my hopes up. <laughs> I just want to put it out there in case I'm right, but I I feel like she loves a obvious – opener yeah and like she tried to trip us up with the ready or not being like you aren't gonna you aren't gonna believe what opens our tour and then it was obviously ready or not i was like come on people yeah (laughs) come on Uh, (sighs) so we'll see i mean that's in a month or so so oh my gosh a month soon enough oh i bought my tour outfit fingers crossed i do not get scammed because (laughs) it was like this account on tiktok uh-oh. And heavily, heavily like pushing their videos. And so I ordered something from them and they only accepted payment through this is where Cash App or Apple Pay. Oh, and wow. so I'm like, oh, I so, want to know. What is it? Are you going to tell me? You gonna oh, text I, sent me you, privately? I sent you guys the picture already on our group chat. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to yeah. tell people over here, but um, it's personal. I'm just, I just hope that it's I don't get scammed. That's yeah, my one hope. No, I know. That's always I'll the just, question. I should have been like, you know, I have a podcast and if I get scammed, I'm just gonna blow your Yeah, your exactly. Stuff everywhere. Like, do you want me to put this on our Taylor Swift podcast Instagram? Have, like, Are you prepared? <laughs> yeah. Come on. And my latest uh little girl tiktok has over 100,000 views i have people who will look at my stuff yeah exactly i only have like 400 followers on tiktok but still but you're getting there i know okay let's go to these uh, let's 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 oh yeah this this little episode with a little bow so taylor of it all what line in here do you think is the taylor of, of it all i have mine I forgot to do these, so I'm reading it through really fast. Oh, that's fine. I will. I will um, kick it off. Okay, with mine. You go first. I think this really goes with the tale of it all. Um, all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. The only girl they see is a one night oral wife. I feel like that's very tailor of it all because, like we discussed too, she started her career like that, like writing romance um, songs and um, talking about that 1950s shit. And now she's just like, well, like I want that off me. Like she's like becoming her own person. I feel like I agree. That's beautiful. But I do feel like the most Taylor Swift line here, and this isn't, this isn't a positive personally, but (laughs) (laughs) I think the talk you're talking go viral is like such a quintessential Taylor line, especially in these later eras where she like can't help but like reference her fame whether it's through like oh isn't it the lakes where she sings about like tweet it there's no one around to tweet it or whatever i think so yeah and then she's just like i think it's just there's these moments where she's like she's reached this sort of unrelatability but Uh since she writes personally we still get these little snippets of like what her mind is thinking of Mm. And it's just like so, you know, that's like so unrelatable to me. Like no one's going viral talking about me. <laughs> no, no one cares about me. But I like that she throws these in because she's just like, I, I write about my personal experience and this is yeah. what I'm living through right now, guys. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that. What about an Easter egg? I think the um, the Easter egg would be the, um, what is it? The, all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. Because I think that's the 1950 shit they want from me. Yeah. (laughs) 
that 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 line or not that line no that all they keep asking me is if I'm gonna be your bride the only kind of girl they see is one night or a wife where I think she's saying like I'm not married but can you get over ours is ours is flip yeah (laughs) not flip but yeah my I think the easter egg for me is the 1950s shit they want from me I just want to say that lavender hey it's just because she's already talked about how she drew inspiration from Mad Men yeah that was a good tie-in that's where I got mine from that's what I got my and then it's on tour Oh, yeah. This is going to be on tour. Meet Me at Midnight? It's going to make tour. It's a single. I'm thinking that at least every single single from all the eras are going to make up. Every single single? I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Like, how many songs could she feasibly? I mean, if it's four songs per album, that's... the whole tour. That's Yeah, that's the whole tour. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know every single single. I want me... (laughs) We're gonna stick through the full three minutes of me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they can be cut. I've I've heard her sing me a million times. I do not need to hear her sing me again. Um, And then let's give the song a grade. I give it a B. B plus for me. Yeah, it's like it's like serviceable. It's like a fun song. Sonically, it's just like not my favorite she's ever done. Yep, that's true. That's true. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, But you guys, we're so excited that you guys all showed up to hear me cough through this lavender <laughs> haze. Um, somebody must be smoking something in my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want to see me coughing, but not hear me coughing, you can always check out our Patreon. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, Instagram Swiftish Podcast and Twitter Swiftish Pod 13. You can email us too at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor... Meet me at midnight. Meet <laughs> us at midnight. And we'll be there at midnight. And we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs>